and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Huron, joining me this week, as always, the one and only Matthew Day Gillett. Hey, man. What is cracking? I wouldn't say always. <laughs> um, no, I'm here most days, not quite always, as much as I'd like to be. The majority of the last 98 episodes. Yeah, yeah, let's call it that. Um, no, not not too much cracker-lacking um, in my neck of the woods, just... Yeah, just itching, itching for some nicer weather. We've had some appalling weather the last week, haven't we? It has been pretty dicey. Good news, I got my photo, talking about weather, got my photos. We took some, um, we went on a photo shoot and I got them back today of the Risha rain gear. Oh, yeah. And they look fantastic. So they're going to start hitting social media uh, this week. Also, just before we do get too far off track and onto motorcycles, got to say a massive hello to our listeners around the world, Matt. You thought we were just a Kiwi motorcycling podcast. No, we've got listeners in the US, the UK, Australia, Sweden, Argentina, Finland, Ireland, and India, just to name a few. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing for our little uh, podcast made in a garage and a rumpus room. Yeah. Do you think it's got something to do with most of those co- uh, countries being on lockdown and they're running out of content to listen to? from their own, you know, normal podcast channels and they're kind of going further afield. Oh, ah, what's this uh, What's this Kiwi Rider podcast all about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you were in the United States, UK, Australia, Sweden, Argentina, Finland, Ireland or India or just to name a few um, and uh, you are in that situation, just drop us a line, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Love to hear from you. Hey, coming up in the podcast today, we've got news on a whole stack of new bikes, new Yamaha, new Kawasaki, new Honda, new BMW, and uh, some Kiwi kindness to round off the news coming up very shortly as well. So, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's crack in. Let's do the news. And we've been away for... We haven't been away for a couple of weeks, but we have kind of not been doing news for a couple of weeks. So uh, Kawasaki's new KX bikes were revealed for 2021. Uh, Matt, they, uh, they're they not just uh, motocross bikes anymore. Yes, so Kawasaki is, um, like you almost say, catching up to the rest of the Japanese field. Um, Yamaha, Honda um, have been doing uh, cross-country bikes for a couple of years now and Kawasaki's dipping their toes in with a KX 250XC and a KX 450XC for 2021. Um, So that's pretty really cool because I know a lot of people that like uh, the green bikes but they've been very very uh, motocross focused in recent years and with good reason. Um, They've basically I think just wrapped up the AMA motocross championship with Eli Tomac um, so that another thing or two about uh, motocross, and uh, I had cross country explained to me as it's sort of it's not quite enduro, it's not quite motocross, it's somewhere in the middle, um, which seems it's like, kind of like a fast trail ride, right? Yeah, so this seems like a really good place for Kawasaki to get into. So, um, so yeah, just to rush off a couple of um, highlights, there'll be more info uh, in the latest edition of Kiwi Rider Magazine, which. Uh, when this hits the airwaves, um, should be available in your inbox if you've subscribed or just head along to qrider.co.nz and uh, click on the link and you'll get to check out the latest edition of the mag. So um, for 2021, the KX250 builds on the engine changes for the 2020 versions. Um, Kawasaki did a lot of engine work for this year's model, so they haven't had to do too much um, to 
up the ante for 2021. Though they do have a higher rev limit and electric start, hydraulic clutch, and um, yeah, it's all seeming like a very nice ergonomic package. Um, just like the Vulcan and the Cruiser line, Kawasaki has enabled um, Ergo Fit uh, for the KX250 line. So that uh, basically you go into your dealership, you buy your brand new bike, and they can set it up for your height and size right there and then. Um, so there's, uh, yeah, it's a bit quite nice to be honest. Uh, no headlight on that X, uh, XC model. So if now. I might be talking through a hole in my ass, but I'm pretty sure that in the uh, National Enduro s- series, you get penalised for not having a headlight. So uh, that's kind of a downside if you are thinking about taking the KX250XC and doing a bit of uh, hard enduro or enduro around New Zealand. Yeah, I'm sure um, fitting a headlight wouldn't be too much of an ask. Um, I'm not too sure on the electronics and everything. I'm not an uh, electronic wizard. Um, it may as well be witchcraft to me, electricity, but... Um, Duct tape a torch to your bars is what I say. <laughs> or your mudlock. Yeah, no, yeah, or your mud, front mudguard. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the uh, new Kawasaki's. They've um, also caught up with a few other Japanese brands and they are offering a KX fuel injection calibration controller, which um, means basically it's a handheld device and you can rewrite your engine maps Um right there and then at the side of the track or whatever to suit everything else. That's bloody nice. Um, so for the XC in particular, on top of uh, everything that they've sort of tweaked for the motocross bike, you get, because it's a cross-country machine, a kickstand, um, which, let's face it, that'd be rather handy. Oh, love me a kickstand. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I was actually looking online on how to convert a motocross bike into a cross-country machine the other day, and... Um, yeah, it's, um, you can buy kickstands to whack on a motocross bike, but man, are they pricey. Um, anyway, other cross-country specific things, um, specific tunes for the engine map, uh, refined suspension. So uh, obviously you don't quite need the same amount of oomph in your springs because uh, you're not going to be doing massive jumps like on a motocross track. 21 and 18-inch wheels uh, versus the 19-inch rear on the motocross bikes. Um, and... Uh, you get a bash plate for your money as well. Interesting enough, though, um, neither the Cakes 250XC or the 450XC come with wraparound handguards. They don't come with handguards at all, which I thought would have been a item you would want on a cross-country machine. Yeah, but people like to um, personalise their machines, don't they? Some people like, you know, a Cherby's ones, but other people like, you know, another brand. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because if, if you don't like the deal that was done you know if you don't like the brand that they come with then you you're you're wasting money and you're making the bike more expensive yeah true that um anyway um, in the 450s uh there is now a rental fat bar as standard handlebar for your cakes 450s um which um according to kawasaki and their marketing is the all aluminum bar helps reduce vibration and shocks for the rider i haven't tested this but i'm led to believe that an alloy bar is a lot better than um, a steel bar especially if you bin it quite well you don't end up with a big bend um so um electronics remain the same for 2021 electric start changeable match and launch control for the kx 450 uh, in the cross-country bike, again, you get a 21 and 18-inch wheel combination with Dunlop 80, 81 tyres straight out of the crate. Uh, you also get a skid plate, um, side stand. So we're not seeing Kawasaki bringing in anything like Bluetooth connectivity and um, the ability to, to tune on your mobile phone while you're in the pits type deal? Not quite yet, um, but making 
uh, with that handheld um, EFI controller, um, that is a big step in that direction. Um, though Yamaha, who uh, we'll cover off next, um, they have had that for a couple of years now, and I'm surprised that a lot more manufacturers haven't gotten in on the game. That is why I mentioned that, because I, I fully expected, you know, as soon as one manufacturer started doing it, everybody would start doing it. And I just haven't heard much about it in the last, you know, year or two. Yes, so um, moving on to Yamaha. So Yamaha Motor New Zealand has revealed pricing for its 2021 range of dirt bikes, along with heavy revisions for the YZ250F and YZ450FX, the FX being the cross-country machine. Um, so pricing starts with the uh, the good old PW50, which I really, really um, want to get uh, for my wee fella. Uh, $21.99 for a brand new bike. And uh, considering you... 2199 bucks. Yeah, for a brand new PW50. Yeah, that's it. Now, here's me. After our talk with Chris Birch, thinking the uh, electric... KTM was the way to go, but a PW50 at two grand, brand new. Yeah, and they seem to hold their value pretty well. I mean, it's probably not going to last as long. It's not as it's not as um as versatile. Like you can't buy it for your for your five year old, and it's going to last until fifteen. But that where that KTM seemed a lot more versatile. But man, two grand. That's almost it's almost disposable at that price. Yeah, but they're not, and they hold their value really well. You go on Trade Me or Facebook Marketplace looking for a PW50, and um. Like you can get some real dungers for about five hundred bucks, but um, if you want one that's been looked after, you're still looking at about fifteen hundred bucks, which is pretty good. Anyway, back to the new bikes. Um, so the new Yamaha range tops out at fifteen thousand two hundred ninety nine for the new YZ450FX. Um, the YZ range itself starts with a YZ65 at six thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, um, and goes all the way up to the YZ450FX. Um, so revisions. I'm so torn at that price. Sorry to interrupt again. <laughs> at that price, I'm I'm like, yeah, I want one. I want one. I want. A, I want a. You know, I want a proper dirt bike. Now the one you. But if I go and if I splash money on the dirt bike, I can't get the Tenere. <laughs> but to get the Tenere, I got to sell the MT. But I want to keep the MT for commuting and ride the Tenere on the adventure rides, and then have the dirt bike for the trail riding and motor. It's just so hard work. It is, it? but you could just have the Tenere and do everything. Um. Like going Tenere on the motocross track? Now that I want to see. Oh, I'm sure someone's already done it, to be honest. But um, at the launch, and I know I go on about this whenever we bring up the Tenere, uh, but we were doing some decent, decent trails, like much gnarlier trails than that beta launch we went on. Um, and the Tenere was just soaking it up. It was only when you fell off that you really realised, um, oh, yeah, I'm on a big bike. It's surely only a matter of time till Ben Townley sh- shows us a video of uh, Tenere on a... Um on a motocross track, surely. I mean, now he's all Yamaha and yeah. And if not, we should go. We should get in touch and suggest it to him. Anyway, we? new Yamaha. Um, but uh, you know what you want? You want one of the new Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions of the YZ250F or 450F, because um, you know how Husqvarna have done like the Rockstar Energy Editions, um, and like KTM does their Six Days Editions. Yamaha are doing Special Edition. Uh, Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions, which basically take the graphics from the uh, sort of the Top Gun big racing team bikes, and just for an extra hundred bucks on top of the regular price, uh, you get a really really bling looking uh, YZ250 or 450. And anyone that spent time on the internet knows that stickers definitely add another kilowatt or two, right? Oh, definitely. Um, and um, yeah, so it's um, looking pretty good. The new 250F receives an all new cylinder head with improved intake and cam. 
um, and as well as a new intake and intake tract, uh, new silencer and an updated ECU. Um, yeah, electric start, as riders now expect, is standard fare. Um, for, ooh, let's go, wireless tuning, that's what we were talking about before. Um, so you get the wireless tuning in the YZ250F, um, once your settings are dialed in, um, which it's all done on a mobile phone, you don't have to buy a specific controller with the Yamahas. Um, basically, switch it on the fly via handed, handlebar mounted dual mode engine map switch. Um, and this is all for $13,699, which for me, that's a lot of money. But for someone who has the money to blow on a brand new motocross bike, I think that's actually reasonably priced. Uh, anyway, uh, YZ450FX, because we've got a bit of a cross-country theme going on here. Uh, new electric start engine with a compact cylinder head, re- redesigned combustion chamber shape and steeper valve angles. Uh, the rear wood slanted cylinder houses a higher compression piston uh, with low friction rings attached to a longer conrod. Uh, the transmission's also been refined to provide smoother shifting, which, let's face it, that's always a good thing. Um, and uh, all, all in all, the lighter, more compact engine, according to Yamaha, produces an increased power across the entire RPM range, which that sounds like something that we could get in on. Um, also, they've done a revised the frame, which is a bi- bilateral aluminium beam frame. Uh, with new flex characteristics to help cornering performance, uh, KYB suspension, and all in all, it's looking like a pretty potent bike. And of course, it comes with that Wi Fi tuning. And that is the uh, top dog in the YZ range at $15,299. Um, so, yeah, but wait, there's more because Honda have done something new. Um, though in the last two weeks, it's literally like bang, bang, bang. All the big players have dirt got bike, their bikes dirt out. Dirt bike, dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. Except Suzuki, who have done nothing so far, and all I'm expecting from Suzuki is a bold new graphics kit. To be honest, but um, who knows? It could surprise us. Um, Honda have. Hey, I, 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 I respect them not doing anything. Like, if, if, why, why, why would you risk your your big dirt bikes being lost in the roar of your opposition? Get let Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Honda get their stuff out of the way. In three weeks' time, Suzuki, bang, all on their own. Yeah, that is actually a really good strategy, to be honest. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Honda now. So they just uh, in the last few days revealed the 2021 Y, uh, not YZ. Duh, that was what we just covered. Uh, the CRF 450R and RX, um, and they're all red now. Um, silver frame, all the graphics and seat are red. It's like a red blob. Um, but I kind of dig it. Lo- yeah, like the beta bikes. I looked at it went beta. I liked when they had white on them. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I quite like the new graphics on the uh, 2021 CR450s. Um, but yeah, I also did kind of like that, um, the white. It sort of just offset it a bit. But at least um, everyone will know you're definitely on a uh, 2021. If the fact that it's, um, they've dropped the dual exhaust outlets. Right, like that was a thing. Did they drop them a while ago, or is that just with this generation? That's with this generation. So um, it was a thing everyone sort of complained about, and most people would biff them straight away anyway for an aftermarket pipe. Um, but it did give you a nice balance. It was 2006 the CRF came in with dual pipes, because I remember having a, I had a 2005, and it had nothing, and then all my mates got 2006, and I was like, but I want twin pipes. Twin pipes is cool. Yeah, but twin pipes are heavy. Um, so there's a bit of a weight reduction there. There's also a new frame and swing arm. Interestingly, Honda is sticking with the Unicam engine. Um, 
But overall, the new CRF450R is two kilograms lighter, and the RX, uh, which is the cross-country model, is, I believe, two point something. What was it? 2.3 kilograms lighter for the RX model, um, which is pretty big because that's got a kickstand and all sorts of other bits and bobs for cross-country on it. Overall, peak power is up by 0.8 over horsepower, above 5,000 RPM, but they've sort of re tweaked things so there's a stronger low rpm torque feel which is the result of a airbox increase of 1.8 liters so they've done all up by 0.8 of a horsepower so that's like the three it's a three-legged horse at the front leading the pack yeah but um like these are 450s like yeah that little bit of power um like it's they're 450s um they're all all grunts and it's again that weight reduction is going to be a big big deal um but yeah, it's looking like everyone's sort of getting in there, though Honda haven't gone the way of... Um, they've gone hydraulic clutch, which, um, let's face it, hydraulic clutches are awesome, um, unless you break one on the side of a trail and then you're a bit stuffed. Um, but hydraulic clutch, um, better clutch in general. Um, they've done a lot of work on these CRF450s. If you want to know the full story um, on that, on kiwirider.co.nz, look up the latest mag and there's full story there. Um, so last in the new bikes because I was getting a weird. But wait, there's more. BMW. So I don't know if we covered this in the last week or so, um, but it's BMW's 40th anniversary when it comes to their GS bikes this year, eh? Yeah, that's quite a big deal, isn't it? Uh, and the whole GS series uh, starts with, with what bike was it? R1280G slash S. Um, because um, back then they had a slash in between Galanda and Strasse. Uh, which is what GS stands for. And then they found themselves. Yeah, and then they got they got unlost and things got refined. So um, for 2021, I don't know if this is, um, if we're waiting on a bit more marketing tricks and BMW are going to do this for the rest of the GS range. But for the F-Series GS bikes, so that's your F750, 850, and 850 Adventure, um, they're doing a very cool 40 years GS edition, uh, which, like, I'm not going to lie, the bikes look cool. They've had them all over social media, haven't they? Black and yellow, right? Yeah, they look awesome, I think. There's, they kind of remind me of those bikes, um, the unobtainium ones that we talked about at the beginning of the year um, that did the uh, International GS Trophy here in New Zealand uh, when they rode from one end of the country. Yes, together. very much so. That yeah, and it looks sweet, and I really dig it. But there's also a whole lot of other stuff going on underneath uh, those new graphics as well so you can get a whole lot of other colors um for the f series um but interestingly they've made a whole lot of um electronics factory now so around the world um well here in new zealand bmw motorrad nz brings in the bikes in the highest spec they possibly can so all our bikes have had tfts for a while now um they've made it across the board world TFTs come standard now, as well as LED indicators and a USB charging outlet in the front of the cockpit. Um, additionally, ABS Pro and Dynamic Traction Control are now standard features for the entire F-Series line. Um, basically, BMW's had to up its game because you've now got the likes of the Triumph Tiger 900 range um, and those yeah, KTM 790s to fight against. Um, being European, they all want to have the best electronics. There's also dynamic brake control, which uh, is a feature on the pro riding modes, which pro riding modes are things you want 
basically you can turn off ABS and stuff like that. Um, but the big news um, that caught my eye with this bike, well, these bikes, sir, is uh, from next year on, when you switch off the ABS on the F-Series, it's not going to turn the ABS off completely um, because apparently in Europe, under the legal homologation regulations, Enduro Pro and Enduro Mode used to turn off your ABS entirely, but now it only turns it off at the rear wheel which is kind of lame. I know people like Jock McLaughlin will hate that. Um, otherwise, everything's pretty much the same. You get the same 853cc liquid-cooled four-valve twin-cylinder engine mixed to a six-speed gearbox across the range. F750 has a little bit less power. It's got 57 kilowatts or 77 horsepower versus the 70 kilowatts or 95 horsepower of the 850s. And other than that, they just, they're cool bikes, man. Like I'm, I go back and forth on the um, F-Series GSs, but I really, really dig the F850 GS. The F850 GS Adventure is... I didn't get Piss off, Siri. G'day, Siri. How you doing? I don't even know why she came open there. Um, the F850 GS, I look at now, especially in this 40 years um, GS anniversary livery, and I go, that is a damn cool looking bike. It's got gold wheels too, so it would drive the wife nuts. Oh, you and your gold wheels. Oh, I like gold But wheels. yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I've been looking at a, f- a, a fair bit of the, um, the, the guff coming out on social media, and as soon as I saw that black and gold colour scheme, I thought of the uh, GS trophy bikes and went, oh! Are they selling them? No, no, that's not GS Trophy, but man, it looks cool. Heck yeah. Uh, so we'll share that across our Facebook page as well. Um, jump on Facebook, search out Kiwi Rider Podcast uh, and and check them out. Uh, make sure you've got a, a paper towel or something for your dribble. Yeah, I've been having to wipe myself away. Um, though interestingly enough, um, yeah, the, I'd still go over the GS not the GS Adventure. Um, the Adventure's just got so much plastic, it's a bit like riding a spaceship. Um, but other than that, you talking about the the big one or in general? Um, uh, in general, um, so between the F eight fifty GS and GS Adventure, I'd go for the base GS just because the Adventure's just it's a much more imposing bike. Um, but other than that, I haven't looked into the difference, but I'm assuming uh, the Adventure's got a bigger fuel tank and wire wheels. Essentially, um, yeah, base GS has wire wheels as well. Um, but yeah, that's at its heart the main idea of things. Yeah, but I and I kind of like, especially in that 40 years anniversary livery. If you just take a look at that, there's a lot more silver in the Adventure, and um, I just yeah, I like the the more the darker broody look of the. Uh, Seven, uh, the 850GS over the adventure. Anyway. <laughs> hey, that rounds off our new bike news. Um, for more on all of these bikes, apart from the BMW, which is not in there this week, but should be next issue, um, do check out kiwirider.co.nz, crank open that magazine, check out all the pictures, all the specs, all the information. It's all there in full Technicolor for you. That's something you don't really advertise very much these days, is it? Colour. You just assume that it's going to be colour. Yeah. Unless you're on a podcast and it's that whole theory of the mind bollocks and some people dream in black and white and other people dream in colour. <laughs> yeah, getting a bit too nerdy there. Do you think Do you think if you didn't learn English first, then your internal monologue would be English? Actually, I heard that question the other day. Do you have an internal monologue and does it speak English? Do you speak to yourself in your mind or do you not have a voice in your mind? We're getting deep, aren't we? i got a voice in my head. I don't think it matches the voice that comes out of my... Is it deep and manly or is it your wife's voice in your head? No, it's not my wife's voice in my head. It's my, my wife's voice in the back of my mind going, should you do that? Should you do that, Matt? 
Amazing act of kindness. Good Kiwi hospitality and kindness. A man by the name of Soon Ki Lee. He was riding what I believe to be a DR650, doing a bit of a road trip across the country, and his bike got pinched. And the world, um, I believe, as well. Really? Yeah, he's a global traveller, and he's uh, been doing his New Zealand League of His Trip, and... uh, his bike got and nicked. some bloody low life in Rotorua stole his bloody bike. Napier. Oh, Napier. Sorry, Napier. That's right, because he went to Rotorua to, to pick up the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lost his bike. It got <laughs> pinched. He got on the internet and said, "Please help me find this bike." And we, we even, um, you know, Kiwi Rider, uh, Kiwi Rider Facebook page even shared that um, post. And one bloody good Kiwi just came up and said. I'll help you, mate. Yeah, uh, Murray Spires is the GC in this case. Um, And um, instead of finding the missing bike, which um, at the time of recording is still missing, he just goes, my wife's got a DR650. She's not riding it. You can have it. Just like that. (laughs) <laughs> there are good people in the world. And and not only did, did Murray um, pipe up and say you could borrow my bike, he actually had, um, Soon Ki Lee, he actually had uh, another request, uh, another offer as well. But Murray's the one that actually fronted up, and he went, so he got on a bus from Napier to Rotorua and picked up the bike, I guess. Is that the rest of the story? No, so uh, my understanding is, um, so Sunki ro- uh, jumped on the bus, got to Rotorua where Murray picked him up, and they uh, drove back to the Coromandel, another three-and-a-half-hour trip, um, had a good yarn about their journeys, plans for riding, and, um, yeah, basically became good mates um had a nice dinner a few drinks uh apparently uh murray's wife kathy makes a uh, bloody good meal and um yeah basically within um 21 hours sunki has access to a brand well not a brand new dr but a new to him dr um with a custom uh, label on the fuel tank, just to remind him from Murray, saying to uh, lock the bike, signed Muzzer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically he's heading back to Napier, which is where he lost his historical DR, and uh, he's going to finish his New Zealand ride thanks to uh, Murray's surprising gift. And it's just, I don't know, man, like I don't think there would actually be anyone that good in New Zealand. Like I'd be very, very hard pressed to give a stranger my bike to ride around the country. You, you touched on something there, though, that uh, the DR650 that got pinched uh, was a historic motorcycle. It's not just any old DR the guy's been riding around the world, but this DR, and I'm just bringing up the pay uh, the, the news on it now, the, the story is that it was the first bike to cross the border from North Korea to South Korea. So it's it's quite a it's quite a you know special bike. So I mean, what I'd like to do, and I I don't know if we actually stand a chance, Matt, but I'd like to find that bike. I mean, I know Sukin Sunki Lee. He's he's got Murray's bike and he's off and finishing his road trip, and that's great. But you know, it's a special bike. We need to find it. Yeah. Well, like, um, what's the description of this bike, Ray? Um, you've got a picture of it up in front of you. Don't you? The bike is. I uh, can't say what year it is. It is a black and white Suzuki DR650. Now, we'll post this, we'll share this to our Facebook page as well. Keep an eye out. If there's a dodgy bugger with a bike that's probably going cheap, um, you know, you can change stickers, you can change parts, you can change, you know, plastics, whatever. But if it's too good to be true, check it out. Check out the ownership history. If it's only been registered in New Zealand for, you know, six months, then it's 
there's a good chance that it's this bike. It is. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's just sad. That's that's all it is, really. It's really sad that this guy's done a, a massive road trip around the world. He comes to New Zealand and his bike gets punched. And I know how it happens. Dirt bikes, I mean, a, a DR650 is a bit heavier than uh, a CRF250L, but a dude actually picked up my bike, chucked it on the back of the ute and drove off at four o'clock one morning. That's when my CRF250L got punched. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have had, you know, matching CRFs, Matt. Oh, pretty much. Um. And, and I don't like to speak bad about the police, but the sad thing is that you say, hey, New Zealand police, my bike got punched, and they go, oh, yeah, cool. Um, have you got, you know, CCTV or anything? No. Well, there's not much we can do. Yeah, unfortunately, basically, as soon as it's pinched, um, they, you're advised to contact your insurance company, which is why it's good to have insurance on all your vehicles. Mm. I learned that the hard way. My first CRF, it was a dirt bike. Uh, well, I say a dirt bike. Of course, it's a CRF. CRF 250R uh, pinched off the trailer. I loaded it up on the trailer late one Friday night. Saturday, we're heading off early in the morning. Come out Saturday morning, no CRF. Oh, mate, didn't know that. And, of course, that wasn't insured. That was back in Topor days. That was four, seven years ago now. But, yeah, so insure your bikes. And uh, if you see a black and white uh, Suzuki six, uh, DR650 going cheap uh, or just seems a bit dodgy, do, please, get in touch with the authorities. And that about rounds off the news. <laughs> Now, Matt, we are marching on as far as time goes, but uh, I've been surfing the internet and I found on uh, dirty old AliExpress something that I think is really cool. And I kind of, I'm, 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 I'm close to pushing the go button on purchasing this for the uh, for the MT-07. Oh, yeah? What is this? This is, now this, the, the, the photo that I've sent you in front, uh, put in front of you right now, this is for a BMW, but you can get them for uh, the CP2 engine on the MT-07 as well. So it is a clear, it could be Perspex, could be glass, Not haven't looked into it, uh, head cover, um, so you can see the the the, um, the cams, cam cover, that'd be what you call it, on the end of the BMW engine. Um, so you can see through it and you can see the chains and the, the, the cams and the bits and pieces and the intake and the exhaust and... And all the oil just sloshing around. Like, you're not going to see dick, mate. But it's clear <laughs> and you can see. If, if your bike's turned off, yes, as soon as you turn your bike on, it's just going to go black. <laughs> you can get, are you saying you can get this for an MT-07 now? Well, you can get these for MT-07, yep, I believe so. You can get them for a few different bikes. But, um, I mean... I think that's cool. I think I reckon I'm going to get them. <laughs> I don't know how long they'll last. In fact, I, yeah, I, well, on a BMW, I can guarantee that the first an, rock that's like up and clicked it. It's series BMW. And you drop one of those, the first thing that hits the ground, it's not your handlebars, it's just, it's your engine cases. Um, it's your heads. Like. So it makes sense to carry spears. So you should get two sets. Yeah, AliExpress, it's got to be cheap. <laughs> no, mate. No, utterly stupid All right, idea. we're going to start... <laughs> We're going to put a poll up on the Facebook page and uh, the listeners are going to decide. And if they say, yes, we're getting some and we're putting them on a bike and we're making a video out of it. <laughs> say no. Should we get some clear, um, what are they called? What's the title? Well, you're the one that's got AliExpress no, open. Rock- like a- 
cam covers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call them cam covers. Should we get a set of clear cam covers for a BMW and put them on? Yes or no? Jump on the Facebook page. Have your say. Love to hear from you. And the final topic I've got to touch on is I was watching TV about two weeks ago, and on Duke there was a movie, and it was absolute freaking garbage. It was called uh, Talk. Have you seen it? I have. I actually um, will guiltily say because um, you know how on TV and Z on demand you can watch movies and whatnot. I actually looked it up because I had some time off. The little fellow was asleep. The little girl was asleep. And I was like, oh, Mrs. is out getting her nails done. I've got some time to watch a movie or something. And I went to look for it and it wasn't there. Um, because, um, yeah, I could I could have done with some reminiscing. That it is, it is genuinely a terrible, terrible. It's Fast and Furious ripoff except with motorcycles and presumably written by people that have never seen a motorcycle in their life. It's pretty much exactly what it is. Straight out of 2004, the movie is called Talk. It's got big name actors Ice Cube in it. You know that if Ice Cube's <laughs> in it, that's probably going to be crap. Um, and, and basically, uh, the main dude, he rides, uh, I can't remember what, what he was riding, but he was riding some, um, probably, he was riding some top of the Monty bike at the time, and uh, he was being framed for the murder of someone else, and somebody got choked to death by a motorcycle chain, and the whole premise was that it wasn't- people do that in real it life. It wasn't me, because the motorcycle chain, the grooves on the side of the chain would match the spoke. Uh, this the sprocket and it doesn't match my sprocket so i'm gonna get the sprocket of the bad guy's bike and we'll match the grooves and i'm just like but does he not change his chain and his sprockets at the same time yeah <laughs> who changed who and then putting a new chain on it is gonna change your sprocket where it like, it makes no sense and i see in one part of the movie right ice cubes riding along with his posse of five bikes and a dude in a ute and the dude in the ute is on an rt radio and uh he's yelling at ice cube and ice cube goes hang on and he gets his massive what looks like a cell phone of the time slams it on the side of his helmet and it looks like an oversized cardo pack talk kind of unit and he's yelling at him through that and i'm like what Oh, that's right. It rang. It was a cell phone and it went ring, ring. So he's riding down the motorway at, you know, God knows how fast. And he hears ring, ring. So he slams this thing on the side of his. I'm like, come on. I have missed so many phone calls because I have not heard my phone ringing. And I have my phone in my chest pocket and I can't hear it at 100k an hour. I sometimes can't even hear my communicator in my helmet with speakers beside my ears. But if you want, it was so bad that it was almost a comedy. Oh, and another bit. This dude's riding along and he rides up a ramp and then he lands on the roof of a train. And then he rides down the carriages and the carriages are just, they just happen to be slightly higher than the next carriage so he's got a bit of a jump from one carriage to the next so there's a a motorcycle chase dude on bike chasing dude on bike down the roof of this train if you want to laugh watch the movie from 2004 it sounds ridiculous i i'm genuinely disappointed that i couldn't find it on the uh, tvnz on demand app to re-watch just how terrible it was because all i remember basically is um there's a bit where they're like they're riding through sand on like super bikes or super sports they're riding through a, a banana plantation on super bikes on road tires and not losing traction yeah it's madness and then what it ends with a climactic chase involving a one of those y2k jet turbine motorcycle things and i think jay leno is the only person crazy enough to buy one yeah and but but it can be you can keep up with that on you know you stand at aprilia or something pretty much because it takes forever it's got it's a jet turbine engine it has 
it takes ages to wind up. But in the movie, it's not that fast, and it does that thing that uh, I don't know if you ever what if you ever played the PlayStation Two game, uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, whatever the hell it was where you, you you souped up your car and you put a bigger turbo on it and you put neons under it and you got points for your bigger spoiler and stuff like that and they did this thing that the faster you go the blurrier things become around you uh, Need for Speed Underground that's the one and that's what they did in the movie I had to laugh so if you want to see something hilarious with emphasis on the ass. Uh, get yourself that movie Talk from the year 2004 do that go on do yourself a favour hey that pretty much wraps up the podcast this week thank you very much for listening to us prattle on about all sorts of stuff Um, if you want to find out more about those new bikes that we talked about jump in um, kiwirider.co.nz grab grab yourself your free copy of the latest magazine and if you subscribe you'll get that free to your inbox twice a month just like that we need a dad joke. I've got one for you. Okay, hit us with a dad joke. Uh, why do cows have bells? I don't know. Why do cows have cows have bells? Because they can't honk their horns. Ah! <laughs> See where you got with that. <laughs> Uh, Kiwi Rider Podcast hit that subscribe button hit that like button and share this podcast with a writing buddy of yours thank you very much for joining us for this episode two more to go till we hit that magic 100 if you have an idea of what we can do to celebrate our 100th episode email us podcast at kiwirider.co.nz connect with us on social media Facebook and Instagram and we'd love to hear from you otherwise I've been Ray I've been Matt keep the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time (laughs) 